Awesome. Well, it's good to have you guys here again. Sunday morning is um, one of the better days of our existence on this planet. You know, when we get together with uh, with you guys, and even though we're not able to do so in uh, physically these days, but we thank God that we still can uh, connect via Zoom and all the other telephone and all the other means that we are currently that He has us available that we can connect with. With that being said, you know, we have been diligently teaching a few lessons that are, you know, let's, let's me explain this, uh, this point I want to make. Uh, let me explain it this way. I was talking to someone when we just started, uh, um, that was coming to this service when we just started. And um, she's no longer here, even though the Lord had, had uh, invited her here, she's no longer here. And you know what she said? She said she didn't want to be a part of a, a revival church. She didn't want to be a part of a revival. So, you know, the point I'm making is that people choose different levels of God. And you can choose that you want to uh, pursue the calling on your life. Like we see Paul put his body under and he pursued the calling that was on his life to its full extent. Or you can just go, you know, I want to go to church and camp out in the audience and just listen to uh, messages, but I'm not going to take the message and messages and meditate on them and uh, stay up late in the night and let them harass my thoughts and then a change and a transformation will come into me. I don't want to I, I don't want to undertake this process of uh, growing spiritually. I just don't want to I just want to plant myself in a, um, a church that is a little bit relaxed church that is not going into a revival because when you talk about revival you're talking about talking about consecration you're talking about dying to self and you know the flesh is not in partnership with that and uh, yet still the, the, this is the um, what's written out in scripture that we would literally become the children of God and you know the Lord the mentality that the Lord gave me is totally different that's why you know some of my friends we have been talking to here about uh, some of the churches in, in uh, London we're saying they're not seeking this level of God they don't want nothing to do with it they're content with their steeple houses and their um, nice little services and sermons and then everybody greet each other and, and then they go back and you know people are coming on in wheelchair and hopping different different stuff demons come in their um, congregation and clap and sing with them and then go back home because they say we don't want the revival we don't want the strange um, power of God that can present itself when you really begin to read the word of God and say Lord whatever it costs take me to that level who, who, is, who is here reading the, the scripture and saying take me to the level of Paul take me to the level of Peter take me to the level of the early disciples the revival level no you know, the thing is, when you go to, and, and into the churches and you don't see this level, do you know what that means, right? I wonder if, I want, I, even, even some of us have gone into these churches and we've made ourselves very comfortable. You know what you just did, right? You park yourself in a, you know those movie theaters where they're having um, park movies on outside? At least when you go there and you park and they have a screen, right? You just park yourself into a a drive-in movie theater and there's no screen and you feel good because there are other people are there so you, you kind of get comfortable and say this is it because everybody else is doing it 
but not the element of God that is written in scripture, you read it in scripture and you read it in other in books, but you're not seeing it in your church. Because many people are saying, we don't want to pay the price for revival. And revival is a, uh, you know, when we think about revival, we have to go take up, go search on the internet. They're not local to us. And now today, God is looking for people, a set of people that will come together in the similitude of the early disciples and consecrate themselves to him and read his word and take it like it is and don't just intellectualize it and then go home. But these principles that we're talking about, they are, if you're, if you're allowing God now to give you the ability to be transformed and to be changed, but if you can find yourself in, in the same routine that you were last year and the year before, you know what it means? You rejected the word of the Lord. And, uh, you know, Jesus talked about being hypocrites. And, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So if I go, to, if I constantly cut and sit and I'm hearing and I'm reading the word and I'm not allowing this word to, to mess me up, so to speak. Hello. And, and cause me to be uncomfortable and then change me into another person. I'm not on the road following Jesus. I might be walking with believers. But I'm not coming into the fullness of what God is asking me to come into. Because that there, my friends, is a life of consecration. It's a life of death, dying to self, commitment to Jesus Christ. Understand that He owns you. And when He owns you, He tells you what to do. And you don't like it, and you do it anyway. That's how, this is how it works. It, it says here in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, verses 19. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye, which ye have of God. God gave you the Spirit, the Spirit, and ye are not your own. Ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So these nice, delicate, steeple houses that we have all over North America, fancy worship, all different and it, it, the voices are sweet but you know what at the end of the day very little power very little power wonder why i wonder why the essence of the gathering is the worship and the dresses and who is there nobody's talking about the element the power of god that turns up in that place and destroy cancer huh? and 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 allow people to get up out of wheelchairs that's not it again we cheer because the worship was sensational and the the, the worship um singer had an amazing voice this is what we this is what we uh, consider a, a blast in church these days and that's why they have to get the best singer and the best um, instruments i've been a part of a church that was the big thing the camera system and, and the video that they were going to have for the TV the next day. And these are famous preachers I'm talking about. Famous, famous, globally famous. And me, a nobody preacher, let's put it that way. I was shocked. I was thinking, oh, pathetic. I thought these people would be praying and really hope it. I'm into a hell with the video. If, if the Holy Spirit turns up. To, with all of, all of those um, pictures, pictures after picture, it's like a more photos than Hollywood um, walk, models walking on the runway. 
are being taken in church. And this is what they, they this is what now they put on social media in the morning. Pathetic, pathetic. The, the principles that we're teaching here are consistent with a revival. Consistent with a revival. Consistent with the fullness of scripture. No, you don't need uh, preachers online to give you a definition of what's written in scripture. Didn't we all go to school? Can't we read? Right? When you pull up to these churches and they're not depicting what you see in scripture, what, why are you there? Why are you going back? Maybe you're like that person that told me they don't want to be a part of that revival. Too heavy for me. Because a little bit of my flesh has to show. I want to wear the, the, the type of clothes that show a little bit of up here. And if I come to your revival church, eh, I can't, I can't dress like that. Because my flesh don't get to be a part of it. So basically that person just said, you know what that person said to you? Say, Lord, no. No. His mercy keeps some of us alive that we don't know. Yeah. Hello? Until we mature. And some of us will never mature, it seems, because we've been around the church for things too long. We can't make a decision for Jesus. We can't make a full decision. We're, we're teaching principles consistent with a revival, consistent with growth and maturity, which is what is demanded by God in Scripture. Who can tell me otherwise? Where are you? Present your case. Where is the man? Present your case. I love to do these messages, and I know some of you are ticked off by the messages, but I get no call with scriptural reference to produce anything otherwise. Why? You're wrong. That is why. If you want to stay in your house and listen to YouTube music all of your Christian days, you don't want to have any impact. Yeah, you can find a little church, park yourself here. But if you really want to grow and come to the dimensions of God, like Paul, the example is in Scripture, like Jesus, the example is in Scripture, go see, go see what they did. Let's not be hypocritical about this. You know, we need a person that will tell us the truth. If they, they butter our um, pride or emotions, and that aspect of our being a little bit too much. I'd rather tell you the truth and you get mad with me. Yeah, see me? Maybe the ladies slap me, but don't the guys don't try it. But the, the ladies, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll overlook Let Be mad with what I'm saying. The whole idea is to get you all mad and riled up until you get enough a God inside of you that you will begin to, you know, those lukewarm people around you that are stifling your growth in Jesus Christ, my God Almighty, that you will have the guts to tell them to step down and back off of your, your relationship with Jesus. Are you not let you see how close I'm coming in your face? I'm in your face now. We ain't touching no nation. We ain't accomplishing anything for God. You might you might buy a house, you might buy a car. Hello. Who's gonna be impressed with that? I'm in you guys' face and I love it. And I ain't backing down anytime soon either. Period. Because God is saying, my son. Get on with what I told you to do. You know, I hear stuff from God consistent with my son. Domine. Domine. Conquer. The Lord, he, he doesn't even tell me these things a lot of the time in my own ear. Yeah, my wife tells you. I should, 
Why? Because, you know, I might just run out like that. I'm crazy enough to do it. And I, I might not make it back alive. Because I get fire. When I hear from Jesus, fire comes inside of me when I, when I hear from Jesus. He's looking for a people that will say yes to him once and for all. They're rare. I'm telling you people right now, they are rare people that God can call on. I, you know, rest the message for now. We'll get to that in a little bit. It's very short anyway. I'm challenging you this morning. If you were arrested today for being a Christian, would there be sufficient evidence to convict you? Eh? They would let you, uh, many of us go, because we would deny the Lord. We are, we are double-minded, double-minded, double-minded Christian. Can't hope, you know, I spoke about this in January. I know, I'm, I thank God that we're in February, so I can accuse you. Paul said, let no man trouble me, but you ain't, many of us, we ain't qualified for that scripture as yet. So I'm troubling you this morning. It's wake up time. It's time to commit to Jesus Christ and stop worrying about your finances. Stop worrying about where you're going to buy the house. Every A, B, C, D, and E. And yet still, many of you guys are intellectual. You did well in school. And it's your education that's defeating you. A lot of the times, God can't give you what you're asking for. Because it will just push you down the street away from Him. He has to hold back your blessings and keep you back. Can you imagine? If we solve all of your financial issues, all of your family issues, if you can't, if you're having these, um, you're not where you want to be in life. As yet. God is holding you back for a reason. Because if he could bless you what you're asking for, what you're asking him for, you would be gone. Gone. Prayer life would be ne non-existent anymore. We are gonna continue. Let me tell you, we ain't back in our period. I'd rather drop dead any day, period. I know a lot of you are planning on your retirement and planning on uh, what you want to accomplish in your life. Good for you. To live is Christ and to die is gain. That's what this is what I see written in scripture. So I'm taking it from God's perspective. Good for you. You guys are planning to um, buy homes and raise families and all of that type of stuff. All of those things are good within the, within the confines of God's plan. You know. But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And he will add those things unto you. The blessings of the Lord make it rich. And he added no sorrow unto it. If he blesses you after you make him king, Lord of your life then those blessings you will be able to enjoy. Everything is supposed to be aligned, aligned. And every part of your life is supposed to be subjected to Jesus Christ, supposed to be given to Him. And many of them, the pastors have become brutish. It says in the book of Jeremiah, they have become brutish. And they're not given the counsel of the Lord and allow the people of God to mature and become the people that they should be. Nice, friendly messages, so that they can you can greet them. Uh, they can greet you at the end of the church, at the entrance, and there is a smile on your face. Let me tell you something. I ain't after I give you the word of the Lord. I ain't greeting you at that when you're going home. I'm giving you a smile because you're supposed to be mad going home. Too much smile. Too much smiling. Christians are leaving church because the message was nice. 
But then when they were their um, disciples, people would be convicted. They would go in and, and go under their bed and pray. They wouldn't dare stay on top of the bed and pray. They would go under the bed. They would get low. Where is God's fear? Where is his fear? The Lord gave him a, a, a word this morning. What was it? For the, for the men that are on here. He said, what, what was it? I, I just laughed. And you guys go and pray to this God. Hello. You go in your closet and pray. And call on this Holy Spirit. Come on, you call on the Holy Spirit. And yes, you're feeling his presence. But you're still rebel. Just because you feel the, the, the uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, don't mean you have good um, relationship with God. No, it's his mercy. You're not, and you're not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not Lord of your life. I pray about many people on here, individual. I have the revelation of many of them. It's like you're dealing with God, right? Whether or not you want to, um, whether or not you want to into, come into agreement with what he's asking you to do. That's your deal with God. But as for me, I have to know because sometimes we're connected in that dimension where I have to know. So when I ask what the Lord, he tells me. What is the word, Kim? I said, I, I said, you know, you know what, you know what the Lord gave you that word? Because you know, Andrade will tell me. He said, the youths are answering the call. The youths are answering the call. And the men are struggling. The men. What do you mean? You know your own age. I don't need to come on thing here. Some of you are crying like, like girls. You men. But I thank God for some of the, the young guys on here that I see the hunger and the desire for God. <clears throat> You're going to pass some, many of the... Um, the older ones and leave them in the desert walking around <clears throat> you know the fact that it's written in scripture never meant anything to them they would have done the same thing as they did and many of the young ones are going to step into destiny with God and many of you uh, many of uh, the older ones will stay and dry rot spiritually now there you go you get the truth right what are you going to do about it get mad at me or go get it go get mad at, at, at everything else and say you know what? I'm going to run God's way that's what God is looking for. <clears throat> Amen. We could have, we could wrap the scripture, we could wrap the service up there and call it a day. Oh my God. You know what? Let me think. And when God put me before, hey, a thousand and two thousand people, what do you think I'm going to do? Motivational speech? Hell no. I'm going to mess them up <clears throat> by telling them the truth. This, I said, like I said before, when I'm walking away, they can break my neck. But, they, but my voice, it will, it will speak to them before they kill me. Yeah. This morning, I know, this. what kind of pastor is this? Eh? You guys are going, I never heard a pastor like this. Is he really called by Jesus Christ? You know? Go in your church. Do the map, not by the words. Okay? Don't do it by the words. Go and look at the results that are in the book of Acts. Do it, but do map. Okay? And look at the results in the churches. Go into visit when they when they lift these COVID restrictions. Go and visit 10, 15 churches in Toronto. And tell me how many of them are in London. And tell me how many of them you see the power of God moving. Because I've already done that. So I did my math. But you need to do yours. Because many of us have wrong information. Because nobody wanna nobody wanna come up to, to the um, element of God where power is. We're settling for less. 
So let's talk a little bit this morning about the power of submitting to godly authority. The power of submitting to godly authority, which is another thing in this day and age. How do we submit? You know, when they're telling everybody about have rights here and rights there. You know, and now the Christians, we believers, have taken the methodology of the world system and bring it into church. And when we begin to talk about things like honor or submission, we become we have the same rebelliousness that the um the world have to Jesus Christ. The power of submitting to godly authority. Hebrews 13 and verses 17. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul as they that must give account. You know what the Bible is talking about? Men. It's not talking about Jesus here. You know? Men. Men that are being used by God. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable, unprofitable for you. Submission to authority. If we truly, you know, I already, just to give a balance to this, right? To give a balance to this. Because, you know, many revelations are um, consistent with other revelations. So there is one revelation that must be consistent with, with this revelation of submitting to God, the authority. And it's one with which to be led by the Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. We already touched on that just to bring the balance to we call them the Holy Spirit initially for a particular reason. So the, the, in, in, in uh, speaking about submitting to authority, we're talking about uh, a covering, uh, a ministry, uh, a church that God is leading you to. But the thing is, if you're being led by the Spirit, you will connect to His body where the Holy Spirit is leading you. Right? So God will lead you to a ministry in His body and that's where you would call your covering. And that's where you will go and submit. And if the Holy Spirit is in you, and you can have the peace of God, that God is directing you there, then you can go there and submit. <clears throat> when I say submit, I mean scripturally. Submit to, if they're teaching, and again, you read the word of God, you know the word of God. So if at any time, they're not communicating the word of God to you anymore, the Holy Spirit will reveal this to you, one, and then if you're actually educated in the Word of God, you will, have, you will know something is off here. And at that time, it will be good, a good season to plug up. It would be well for you to plug out at that time. But if you go there now, and they are doing what God has commanded them to do, teaching the Word of God and applying biblical principles, you submit to the authority there. You submit to the authority there. And what will happen is that you will be blessed. It means now, if you're initially submitted to God, one, and then now submitted to the authority that uh, where He led you, then two, when uh, when they speak over your life, the power of God will move. So if, you have, if you're having um, uh, physical issues and they speak over your life, the power of God will be. And if you are having material needs, financial issues, job issues, once they speak, the power of God will move. So long as you're fulfilling the requirements that God is actually asking you in Scripture. And this is the power of submitting to godly authority. And that's what it's actually saying here. So there is a um, blessing that comes on your life 
But like we said last week, we we're talking about honor. Last week we spoke about honor. We're we most of the lessons, like I said last week, that we spoke about were in regards to your vertical relationship with God. Okay. Now you can have an awesome relationship with God, but if you don't have, if you don't now begin to have horizontal relationships in a prescribed way, not just horizontal relationships, but horizontal relationships. That means relationships with brothers and sisters in a prescribed way, in a biblical way. They can bring blessings into your life. And if you don't, what will happen is that you will be stuck. So you, you, you worship in your house, you read your Bible, you pray, but you're lacking in many different aspects of your life. And until you begin to apply these principles, you will be stalled. You won't, you know, even the anointing that you seek, if you ignore men, you can say bye to the anointing. You ain't getting it. God ain't giving you. You have to go use the methodology that is written in scripture. Just like I gave that example of Elijah and Elisha. Didn't, didn't God tell Elijah to anoint Elisha? And did he, did he, when, he, when he anointed him in that moment, when he met him, was he empowered? No. Didn't get any power. It, it, it was not until Elijah was being taken that he, he, he got that power, he got that anointing. Look in the Old Testament, Elijah anointed so many. Look at the story, look at Saul, Samuel and Saul. So you can be, you, until a man unlock you, Jesus is the same thing, like we said last week. You have to observe these principles. The idea that you just uh, have a relationship with God and, and forego men, you, couldn't, you, you don't want to be a destiny person. You don't want to be a person of impact. You have to embrace the ministry that God has given to men before you move on. You have to honor them. <clears throat> you have to know to submit to authority. And they, they, when the Lord called myself and came and we into ministry, that's, that's the first thing we did. Went and served. We went and served. And that time, well, quite frankly, we really never wanted anything to do with ministry. I was hoping that they don't call me for prayer or anything like that. But if they want me to be the usher or the security guard in the church or anything uh, manual, that out. That out. That, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't, at that time, I didn't even know that God wanted me to do um, anything ministerial. But I did have a desire for God. But I didn't, I, I just went there and whatever the pastor said to do, that I do. God led me there. I knew the churches that the Lord led me. And when he led me there, I submitted to the authority there. Whatever they guide me, guided me into. This is how, you know, this is how we started. I started handling the word. And um, Adriano and Anna, you guys know. This is how I started handling the word. Before that, I, I was not handling the word in a teaching format, in a preaching format, any at all. But I went to um, this church in Woodbridge called Verbal, and they blessed us a lot because we were just um, hungry for God. And they saw our desire, our hunger, and our thirst for God. And after over a period of time, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, they actually um, opened it up that we would begin to minister in our home to a group of people from their church. Why? Because submission, right? Because if, if I was a rebel, hello, do you think they would have want me to um, be a part of their church and do anything in their church? No, so we submitted to them what they were teaching. And many of the things that they were uh, teaching us were stuff that we knew but we were not necessarily practicing and some of it we didn't know but then but because of our humility and um, hunger to learn and to grow you know god promoted us he promoted us 
and that's where you get promotion in this um, in this kingdom. So if you, even if the Lord tell you that you're going to be the next Billy Graham, you still start at the bottom. And did the Lord tell us a lot of things? Yeah. So it's the it's the way we grow. Let's go to number sixteen. We're going to look at an extreme case here, an extreme case here of um, a person that did not submit to authority or people who did not submit to authority. We'll read from Numbers 16 from 1 to 3. It says, I uh, hope you guys are there. It says, No Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and On, the sons of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel. 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, Look at their impertinence. Say, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And they now are become the judges. Eh? They know who is they know who is holy and who is not holy. And they never walk with God one man. And the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. And Moses heard it and he fell upon his face. I'm gonna skip um skip a little bit. We're just gonna look at the um the results of them challenging a person that God had put in that position. Let's go to numbers uh actually 16. Let's read from 19 now. Go on to 19, I will read to maybe 35. Look at the results. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. That I may consume them in a moment. God didn't even take into consideration that it wasn't the, the, you know, the whole congregation that said this. And yet he was going to take them all up. Talk about something that really, really, really upset God, if you will. God is fire, the fire of God burning. The anger of the Lord kindled. You see, this is why sometimes the Lord cannot answer our prayer. Because if He did, and we get to certain levels, we would invoke His anger. We would invoke His anger. So for that sake, the Lord hold back your blessing. And He hold back hold you back your spiritual blessings until you mature because if you get it before my God Almighty he has to take some of us literally he'll kill us and they fell upon their faces and said oh God the God of the spirits of all flesh shall one man sin and will thou be wroth with all the congregation and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto the congregation saying get ye up from about the tabernacle of Koran, Dathan and Abiram specific. I'm going to weed out the cancer. And Moses rose up and went into Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed him. You know, many people don't want to hear these scriptures. want to hear the grace message and then say, oh, we're not under, under the law anymore, so let's not go back into the Old Testament. My God changes. Hello? Verses 26. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in their sins. 
So they got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the door of their tents, and their wives and their sons and their little children. You see what trouble they brought in their own families. The poor little ones, eh? And Moses said, Hereby ye know, hereby ye shall know that the Lord had sent me to do all these works. See, God is doing something, but he does it through us, through human beings, through his through vessels. But one thing we will note with Moses, that he was a man of character. Notice about the men that God used. They were men of character. They, they applied the principles of God. Except for I have not done them on my, on my own mind, of my own mind. If these men die the common death, that means that they live to be a hundred years old without health problems. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they visit, if they be visited after the visitation of all men, that means if somebody, if, if they were laid to rest in a coffin and men came to look over them, he said, then the Lord had not sent me. That means they're going to die on a common death and, and potentially immediately. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth opened her mouth, my God, somebody never told me before that, they were, that the earth was female. The earth opened up her mouth and swallowed them up with all that appertained unto them. And they go down quickly into the pit. Then he shall understand that these men have provoked And it came to pass as he had made an end of speaking all these words that the ground clave asunder that was under them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. They and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation. And all Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them. For they said, Lest the earth swallow us up also. And there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed the 250 men you know, God has not changed. He's merciful. We cannot explain His mercy and His goodness. But it's, it's still the same by God. And we know this here is actually very, very mild compared to what will happen in the future. Compared to the return of Jesus Christ, this will be enough that which, which is suggests it's the same God. That's why we must do this, this walk, this invitation of having a relationship with Jesus Christ as believers. We need to go back. You know, the world is influencing us too much. We need to go back to humility and the fear of the Lord. You know, a little bit too much TVs are influencing us. That's why I don't have the TV in my house. Because that lifestyle, I don't have no, no TV, no cable. Praise God. Because I don't want that lifestyle influencing me. Let's go to uh, James 4. James 4 and verses uh, 7. James 4 verses 7. Let's look at, at um, the power of submission. In its essence, from God's perspective, the blessings that will actually come on you. Look at the example of uh, in, that it gives here. James 4 and verses 7. It says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You mean submitting to God. 
allow you now to resist the devil. And at that point, he will flee from you. When you when you submit to godly authority, do you know you're submitting to God? Do you know um, those men that the earth opened up and took him? They were not submitting to Moses. They were not submitting to Moses. They were submitting to God. They had a they had a, an issue with the person that God put in that position. They had an issue with God. This is a um, a powerful revelation that if we want to be promoted in the in the kingdom of God, this is in regards to your God. You know, like I said, this is in regards to destiny. This is in regards to people who want to go and bear fruit. Okay, if you just want to stay home and worship, that's one thing. This is not what we're about. We're about going after the lost. We're we need the power of God to go after the lost. And that means we have to observe the principles that he has laid out in scriptures or else we will never get his call. Just because we get together and pray doesn't mean that God is coming. We have to observe all of these things and then open to walk together, the Bible says, unless they are walking in unity. We have to um, observe all of these principles. So when God now is going to um, start, let, let's say, a revival, okay? He brings a group of people and he brings them and turns them into one, one, one. He makes them one mind, no division, one. They come into agreement. And if you have a ministry inside of you, these things you have to learn also. Or else you're just going to be a one-man show. That's why we, we celebrate, I was talking to someone earlier this week. We celebrate so many of the, one, um, the great men of God that God had used. But you know what, you know the fact that they were like that, what it meant? It meant that they they didn't work together really well. That's how much more powerful it would be if, if you have a ministry with 100 um, people that are consecrated to God. 100 people totally consecrated and given to God. What would you do? With 100 people consecrated to God versus one person. Most of we have one man that is praying hours and hours a day and laying before the Lord and the other people are out there doing something else and they stand by and just assist him in various ways what happened if we all decided to, to consecrate ourselves to God you see that that's where power is the power is more in numbers Billy Graham we, I listen to Billy Graham all the time. You know what he said after he, he finished up? He said, I don't know if 5% of the people that I preached to all over the world in those big, large meetings that I did, I don't know if 5% of them are saved or came to really know. And I thought, oh my God, depressing. Because people need to be pastors. You know, when you have a famous personality go to Africa or uh, China or one of these uh, Pakistan or one of these countries and they bring 50,000 people and we go great signs wonders and miracles <clears throat> and many times they don't establish churches many of those people go back to exactly what they were doing before and this is why we need we need people who are who are activated the people in the in the pews must be activated activated and to, to move in unison Kind of like an army that's why i recommend many of you guys to read sun build me an army by maurice Sorrell. the book is called sun build me an army god taught maurice Sorrell this in a in a revelation that he gave him about all truths of the general level all truths
level, taking into consideration the factors that are necessary. For example, when you're building a physical army, you have specialists. You can't have one person or two people, specialists in different areas. Some in sea craft, some in aircraft, some in weapons. It's the same thing, all truth are parallel. When you're gonna construct something spiritually, you have to have the elements consistent with success. The idea that we just gather ourselves and pray in tongues. It's not, we have to use intelligence, spiritual intelligence. And it's in the word of God and revealed to us by the spirit, by the spirit. You know, you can lay, you can be in your home and the Spirit of God just download understanding to you, supernatural understanding about how to do things. That's why we won't move from this point until we have maturity in the people. We have to, we have to stay until we come into these truths. Don't just get together and pray. Do we notice that all the revivals are dead? We, we, the Azusa Street Revival. They say it's one of the greatest revivals. Have you guys ever studied the revival? Have you ever looked into the Azusa Street Revival and found out how it ended? It's depressing how it ended. You wouldn't believe how it ended. You know how, why it ended? Why is it that revivals die? The humanity of men. I heard of um, one uh, possibility. The humanity of men. The weakness of men. That means they could have con a, a, a revival that was continuous, continuous. But guess what happened? The flesh got involved. Anytime the flesh get involved, it's done, done. All of the revival, nearly all of the revivals, that's how they ended. They fizzled out because the people went back to the flesh. Go read, we have, you have to be militant in this Christian walk. Go read the book of Galatians and see what happened to Peter. Peter. how he went back and begin to hang out with the Jews and here come a fresh guy by the name of Paul hanging out with the Gentiles and had to put Peter in his in his place Peter went back to Babel patterns patterns consistent with the Old Testament to Paul's amazement and shock the one that walked with Jesus when I read those things I go my God. If Peter, that Jesus Christ walked by and said, come, follow me. Those things wake me up. They wake me up. That he could go back to that place. We have to be careful. Luke 2. Luke 22, actually. Luke 22, 42 to 43. Luke 22, 42 to 43. Verses 42 says, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And verses 43, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. That is the power of submission. It, it enables the supernatural to open to you. So when the Lord Jesus Christ submitted, submitted himself to the will of God 
and to go to that cross. Angels came, angel, an angel came and ministered unto him. It was very, this was going to be something that was going to hurt his physical body. And yet still, he said yes to his father. It's not convenient. It's not out of convenience that you um, come into levels of spiritual growth, maturity, and anointing. Just sitting in front of a, a pastor and um, he preaching lessons to you week after week is no indicator that you're going to No. You have to begin to apply these things. And that's why I talk about obedience and submission. I don't own my life anymore. I, when the Lord tells me to do something, we do it. We, we do, I don't even think, I don't care if I like it. It doesn't matter. Tell me what to do, Lord, and let me go do it. That's why we are down here in London. Because we, I don't think we would have visited London once in our life, like I said before. The only answer is when. This is what, this is what submission means. This is what it means. It means you're a dead man. Some of us are thinking too much. The intelligence that God gave you so that you can live on this earth is defeating the growth of your spirit, man. You can't overthink things. I'm, it's, you know, I'm like, what do you do? You take orders, you carry out orders. Take the orders and carry out the orders. What? That's how, that's how I operate with God. I go and seek His will. Whatever he tells me to do, I do it. I don't work out, I don't go and think on many cases. That's lack of faith. Lack of faith. That's why Catherine Pullman says, I die a thousand deaths. I die a thousand deaths. Die to self. Die to your own ideas. Die to your own plans. Die, 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 die. You're not going to get the power of God. It's not coming. Did they, did they tell you in your seeker-friendly church? Did they tell you that they were lying? Or did they admit that they just didn't know? It's not coming. Your, your, your uh, prophetic words are not coming to pass. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Somebody's telling you the truth today. Until you come into the fullness of the person that God wants you to be. Stop praying for them to come back. God is not doing it. News, news flash. The answer is no until you submit and die. And then the answer is yes. Challenge you. Who, who, who is it? Go on here. Because many of you are not doing God's work. Um, doing business with God like that. What about you? Uh, we open it up. We have this conversation. Present me now. Put your hand up and present me with, some, with another understanding. I'm accusing you. Because you're not giving birth to your destiny. Because you're in the desert walking around. You're contented with the um, material gains that you're having. Oh yeah, I live in Canada now. One of the um, more affluent countries. Healthcare system is good. Right? Job, job is in place. Listen, I'm talking about your spiritual destiny. I'm talking about the people that are connected, that their names are supposed to be written in the book of life. Let me call some names. Elizabeth, eh? Tayshawn, Harriet, Dana. 
who is it that God's gonna save through your through your life? Because you catch the fire now. Because you catch the fire now. Names are gonna be that's when God's gonna answer your, your prayers in regards to the other things. And that happened now. When you begin to become a part of his body in the context of how it's written on the scripture, you can't live a one be a one-way Christian. And this happened. No, you have to function with the body. So do what? Do what thing? Make a choice. Don't haul between two position, positions all of your life. Make a decision. I don't mind when people will say, Andrade, this is where I stand. I'm not walking. Listen, we're talking about principles in a general sense. We're not talking about principles from heavens like those people. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. But I like when people are definitive. So if, if, if you know that God is saying that we should work together, the answer is yes or no. Now if you tell me no, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I bless you, you can move on the road and I can move on the road, that's fine. But when you come and you're halfway in, wasting your own time and then wasting my time too, what are we going to accomplish with you? So this year is to get us to a point where we make a decision Get us to a point where we make a decision. Period. Are you in or are you out? Don't haul between two positions all of your life. Decide where you're going to be hot for Jesus or cold. Some of us, the only reason why we don't run away totally is because we know that if we totally run away, we are doing enough to appease ourselves that we're going to go to hell. Because we know if we totally disconnect, we might just go to hell. It's only that that keeps us from connected with Jesus. But we have no commitment to it. Is food. Who told you that Jesus didn't ask for food to me? Intelligent people. Where, where is it? Why have you not committed your life to Jesus Christ? And committed your life to his way? Why? 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 What is holding you back? Find out where the Holy Spirit is sending you. Go there. Submit. Submit. The ego resists submission. The ego, the pride. You know what that means? You're still alive in the flesh. You're not mature in Christ. What you've been talking about, the fire of God, and boasting about how you have fire and hunger for God, it's a lie. Not true. Uh -uh. Those who love me will obey what the words that I speak. Obedience will show how much you love Jesus Christ. When you honor, when you honor men that God has brought in your life, you're honoring God. That's what that's what's pleasing to God. When I was at the other churches, I said, Lord, you put me before this person and you and you allow him to, to be mentoring me and teaching me. And, I, and, I, and I'm in agreement with that. That's how the Lord promoted me. And that's how the Lord will promote us and promote everyone to the fullness of the calling that is on their life. We're not gonna waste our time talking about we talk about the lost and the world. And we're the ones who are supposed to go and present Jesus to them. We have to be honest. This is this is honesty. This is how I assess myself. By the way, this is how I preach to Jordana. She's she's what she just turned nine. Jordana. When I preach, she shake. When I show her things about uh, demons and so forth like that, she go to her bed in fear. And I say, yeah, let her let it burn inside of her. A nine-year-old. So how would I treat um, grown-ups? This is the watered-down version. I'm telling you that. Are we are we ready to go accomplish? Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's gonna be a very short lesson this morning. 
very, very short lessons. Because the, the point has been made that God is looking for commitment. Commitment. I, I, I need to see the numbers go down at times because I know that that person is gone and that now they'll be off of my radar. The problem is when they are between two positions, I'm in and I'm out, and I'm in and I'm out. You know, sometimes I feel like I should have bought big more on that whole person so I could hit me. How did I just maybe like strong, really strong? But some of you, like I said before, they're just not going to <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. God, not God in saying this. I'm saying wake up. Ask God what you're supposed to do. He can't just put you on the earth and say don't accomplish anything. Commit yourself to him. Give him all of your life. Every area of your life. Become obedient. Get rid of the negative um, influences out of your life. Go where God is sending you. Connect there. And if you connect there, connect consistent with scripture. Connect at the level that Jesus Christ says to connect. When he said to his disciples, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. They left everything, including wives. Some of them had wives and they left their wives, left their families. And they were full time with him. In a moment's time. Why? They had the revelation of who he was. They said, this is the price. If we can't sell out to him 100%, who are we going to? They left everything. That is how you follow Jesus Christ. This going back, oh, you know, some of you are, your, 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 um, your, you know, your family members are holding you back. The relationship that you have with your mom. You're, you're grown up now, but you're still a kid. You can't, tell, you can't make decisions on your own. You can't tell your mom. You, you, you feel so guilty when your parents um, speak to you that you have to you hide Jesus in your room in a little box and cover him up with a sheet. When they come in there, they can't see you. Rather than get up, go down the store and, and buy a horn and turn up at their door and announce that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Mom, Dad, I respect you. Back off. That's all. I said, I'm going to honor you because the Lord said, honor you. Don't get in his in his place don't try and take his place in my life or else we have problems that's the boldness that you need to follow jesus christ worried about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink who made what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink who made it jesus christ made everything the water is still here but all of the elements for our domination are here they're right here and one thing is holding us back fear doubt unbelief and all those things are holding us back everything that is holding us back guess where it is guess where it is and we say we're smart i'm at a challenging new intellectuals that went to, went to school and went to school. it's that which you would learn there that's holding you back Oh, if I go, this is what I'm giving up to follow Jesus. I can't give him everything. No more of that. We made a decision in January. It's not even a month properly. Not even a month. Commit, commit, commit again. 
If God is calling you to be a part of this ministry, Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry, be a part of this ministry in its entirety. In its entirety. If you feel that we are truly being used by God, that God is um, asking you to be a part, then commit. If you feel like God is leading you somewhere else, then that's where you should be. Wherever you go, pursue Jesus Christ with all of your, all of your, He will take care of you, even through the rough season. That's um, this is the message, very short and long. No, you know I'm gonna I am gonna um have uh, Rebecca just share for just a moment. We're talking about submission. Oh, oh, it actually worked because we're we have been um she has committed herself to this ministry. And the Lord has been doing things in her life, but she just have a, a short testimony of what happened this week of all this um actually works. So if she's if you're available, Rebecca was going to ask you. To... Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, so earlier this week, I was just had this overwhelming feeling. It was just so heavy and kind of like oh, like a depression's coming on. Like everything would make me angry and upset, and I just it's just heavy, and you could feel it. And I didn't want to act out if I interacted with my family and just have, you know, basically react in a bad way or say something stupid that I didn't want to say. So I just quickly text Andrade because I had tried to, you know, pray myself out of it and I just was like, it was stopping me and it was like holding up my thoughts. So I text Andrade um, and then as he was texting me back, I, he prayed immediately. And then um, just as he was sending that message, I could feel like lightness, like it lifted off. And I was just, oh, it was amazing. I just felt so good after that. Amen. And, and praise God. Praise God. He's the one who did, who did it. But the point is, you know, the minute that I got the text and I, I, I was in my kitchen and I just said, Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray that you just minister this situation. That would be and I can text her back and I say, I tell her, take it now. That is how it works. So that means we are in a, a situation that we, people can call us about finances and these type of things, so long as they're in alignment with God. And the minute we speak, God send money there. This is how it works. But then when you, when you don't submit and you don't commit, it doesn't work. And then our prayers are hindered because God knows our heart. You stop your own blessings like that. So, uh, just an example. Amen. So, Father, we just give you praise and thanks this morning. Oh, Lord God. Thank you for the revelations, the understanding that you give us by your spirit that are in your word. And I thank you, Lord, for the willing hearts and the willing minds, the ones that are here this morning, oh God, to learn and to grow. Give them the understanding of this under this revelation that they might come into the blessings and the things that you want to do in your life. Father, I just bless them and touch them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I was praying and I was just feeling the definition what was the definition that um, Google had to share so I looked it up and I 
I thought I would just share it with you. So it says submission, the state of being obedient, the act of accepting the authority or control of someone else. And even with, within myself, when I, whenever people would hear that word submission, it's kind of like it would invoke something with them, like a spirit of defiance would rise up within them. And, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what is this? And, you know, I was just seeing that it was even a part of the soul of men. Whenever they would hear these things, like, you know, that spirit would rise up. And it's just a, it's just a pity that the word submission, you would hear it come up in like in the context of like marriage and stuff like that. You know, the, the famous scripture, uh, wives submit yourself to your husband and stuff like that. But submission is not only within that context because it's a problem within itself because no one wants to submit to anyone or anything. And again, it goes back to the soul of man. And the Bible itself even have a lot to say about this word submission. And uh, Pastor touched on a few of them. The first one is to submit to God. The second to political authority and then the church, the leadership of the church. And then to one another, ourselves, brothers and sisters, submission one to another to keep ourselves uh, accountable and so forth one to another. And even in the Bible, and, and um, Pastor already touched on this, even Jesus himself was submissive to the will of the Father, right? Because even because he said, if it's possible that this could be passed from me, it's not something like who wants to be brutalized, who wants to be murdered in the way in which Jesus was. So he kept going back, but he said, you know what, Father, I'll be so I'll submit my will to you, and whatever it be, I will drink off that cup. And within submission, there is sweat, there is blood in submission. There is so many things that come with that word. That's why it, 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 it's so hard sometimes for people. But with it comes a tremendous amount of blessing whenever we submit because it's not only, you know, for us. It's not only for, you know, the other person. It, it's not a state of weakness when you show submission, but it's also, it's even a position of strength if you look at it because there comes blessings. There's so many things that comes with that word submission and for lack of time i can't really get into much but pastor already covered a lot of it but that word is a powerful word and it will take you from a, a place of weakness that you think it is to a place of strength it's actually strength if you look at it and that's just my what i have to share on the word submission itself okay, go ahead amen that is amazing how you summed it up there sometimes the the latest touch is just amazing right that's when I hear these crazy people talk about ladies who preach it. I say, what crazy? Well, they're mad, right? I, that, that is uh, understanding that God has given you, Kim. That that Amen. truly uh, highlight just um, what I'm saying in another way. Mm -hmm. Well, praise God. That is the word this morning. 